You're listening to The Author's Leverage. You've written a book, you got it published, and you know you can make a much bigger impact with it than you already have. Maybe you're in the process of writing and publishing and want to be smart about how you help others and make more money while doing it. Welcome to The Author's Leverage Podcast, your guide to building a profitable business and changing more lives with your published work. This is the number one show that brings you tips on making you a more successful author from the very best experts around every week. Our mission is to help you blast through the noise and get you clear on your path to success as an author. You'll be equipped with practical tips and insights from host Parshel Tashi and her featured guests. And you'll leave each episode more excited, more confident to get that dream authorship life that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and get ready we're about to get real. We're about to clear. And from here, the sky's the limit. Here's your host, a former school teacher turned creative media entrepreneur and now founder of The Author's Leverage, Parshel Tashi. Hey, welcome to The Author's Leverage, where we talk about all things possible for authors when it comes to your message, your book, and what to do with your book after it's been published. And I'm really, really excited for today's conversation because we're talking about, of course, one of our favorite uh, topics at the Author's Leverage, which is course creation. And I have a fellow course creator on the podcast with me today. And this is probably a first, I would say, like having someone else on who's um, also in the course creation world. But today we're talking about the do's and the don'ts in this process. So I'm excited to learn myself and to share um, some insights in the conversation. So I want to introduce you to Jasmine Jante. Um, she helps experts brain dump into brain dump their, their information, their expertise into world-class programs. And she has done for you, done with you, course creation services, and um, she's helped so many people um, in, in doing what she's doing. And I'm so excited. She's coupled her teaching experience, which I was a teacher as well. She coupled that with her business savvy and management skills. Um, so that way she will do all the heavy lifting while building or upgrading your existing programs. So let me bring Jasmine on. Jasmine, thank you so, so much for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, we are talking course creation today. So you're a fellow teacher. Tell me a little bit about that experience and how you've uh, ended up into to this space, this world. Yeah, so I, uh, I got my first teaching job right out of college in Detroit, Michigan. And I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now that it was actually the lowest performing school in the country at the time. Yeah, it was, and it was a wild experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love, love, love my kids. I love my students. I love like the act of imparting knowledge, right? I loved how much teachers had to learn in order to then teach. Like I love yes. that. And you know, at the end of four years, I was just, I was burnt out. Couldn't do mm -hmm. it anymore. Mm -hmm. I was, I was like not being of service to the kids anymore because I didn't have my cup filled and was like, okay, let's uh, try something different. So I got into yeah. the coaching consulting space, did my own programs, got people incredible results, but nothing would scale. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, let's, let's figure this out. And eventually I realized the, the part that I loved the most, which was building the programs other people actually struggle with. And it was never a struggle for me. So I didn't realize how it would be a struggle for others. And once I did, I just went all in on mm. Helping other people create world-class transformation for their students and clients, and now that's all I do. It's amazing. 
I love, I it. love it. I love it. And what what age range uh, were you in teaching? I taught K one. K one. Wow. Okay. So the little bitty ones. <laughs> I had the bigger ones that uh, were like taller than me, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> did uh -huh. skip school and stuff like that. So <laughs> this is my experience. Um, but I, I love that in bringing you know this into course creation, just how how well it translates in some respects. So in your process of building courses, how does your teaching experience influence that? Oh gosh, it's like everything, right? I mean, we t in, in, in the classroom, they talk about classroom management. So being able to like manage a lot of different little humans, or at least for me, they were little humans <laughs> at one time and meeting and, and knowing that when you're teaching something, you're teaching it to little individuals who all have different levels of learning, who all have yeah. different strengths, who all have different weaknesses and being able to convey it so that everyone gets what they need and no one gets bored along the way. And like, that is essentially what any kind of DIY training is, mm -hmm. is like, you have to know where different people are coming in at what levels of the journey they're at and then creating resources and training that meets all of them where they're at. So I feel like that's the first thing that comes to mind. Absolutely. And for me, I remember in the first the first day of school, usually it's when I uh, always made the goal to make sure I knew everyone's name. So it was like 90 kids names that I was making sure that I knew and I could call their name back by the end of that day. And um, and then starting to get to know them. So that way, as we would go about the school year, I was able to just have that information, and that knowledge. So that way you can create an experience for them in that way. So, yeah, I love that. And um, and I know that you've, like you said, you started off with creating courses and getting into that world then, and then now you're doing it on a larger scale. Like, what are some of the biggest differences that um, that's changed for you and how you approach course creation from the way you used to do it before, perhaps, and when you got started to the way you're doing it now? What are some of the biggest changes? I think when I, huh, when I did it for myself, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really have a process. I just kind of did it because once you, I don't, what's the quote, like 10,000 hours or something. And you're an expert at something. Yeah. Like I had taught so much, right. I had taught, I mean, in the summer, like I just taught, taught, taught for years. And then even in college, I was teaching kids while I was in college, like after school music, stuff like that. So I taught so much. I got to this point. I was like, I don't know. I just, I just know how to teach. I just know how to do it. It's kind of like mm -hmm. unconscious competence, which I find a lot of our experts. That's why they come to us is because they are so unconsciously competent. They can't figure out, you know, what's important, what's not important, how to scale back what they know, what's the right order and syntax to teach. They can't figure all this out because they just know it so well already. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's so different now is like, because I'm not teaching my own material, I really have to have a process to like take them through to map it out in the right way. Um, so I'd say that's, that's yeah, one huge differentiator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is huge. And, um, and it's interesting too, I mean, now uh, just to have that support when it comes to nailing down your content and how you deliver it, it's so important be, uh, because when I think about it, in our case, working with authors, usually the book that, is written, they didn't fully 100% write that. Someone else <laughs> wrote it at the end of the day and they had the right team to come in place to support them. And so uh, you and I are both in that seat of helping to do a lot of that work um, for them, whether done for you, done with you. Um, 
And it's, I think that's a big change as well. You, you don't have to do a lot of these things your own anymore. Um, you can really have the support to get it done too, which is amazing and saves a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and ends up with a better product. Yeah, 100%. And more referrals and more repurchases <laughs> and less refunds, like, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, it's difference. huge. Where do you usually start um, in the process? I know that there's so many ways that um, courses are, are developed today. Um, for you in particular, where, where is important for you to start in the process with your, your customers? I just love to hear their vision for the mm -hmm. program. Like, what is, what's the vibe you're trying to create? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you want them to feel at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys do all this amazing production. So you know what goes into like being yes. a creative director when it comes to video. And I think of myself like that creative director, but for the content that goes inside of the program, right? Like when they're hit with a worksheet, when they're hit with a visual, when they're hit with just opening that portal for the first time, like what's the feeling we want them to feel? Um, so I love to start there. And then we kind of back into the nitty gritty. So we start really broad and then we funnel down into, okay, well, what are the, you know kind of next layer is like what's the framework you know what's the what's the unique method that you're going to take someone through beginning to end on this transformation and then it goes down into okay now what's the course outline right what are the modules what are the lessons inside of those modules down into okay what is the action step inside of this one lesson you know where are we gonna soft upsell into the next ascension the next part of the ascension model like where are we going to gamify things? So it starts really broad. broad. How do you, what's the vibe? And then uh -huh. it gets really, really nitty gritty. I love that. We're, we think we think very, very alike. <laughs> We're trying to figure out what is the vision? How do we want this to actually feel and look for not only the, you know, the author who's going to be created, what's their experience like, but of course for the learner. Um, I think that that is so, so important to really consider that experience for, for them both. Um, in your world, what are you seeing as some of the biggest mistakes that um, people are making when they approach course creation? Uh, the first one is thankfully starting to go by the wayside, but it's like the hour long videos, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like anything created, I want to say like before 2020, like hour long videos were okay and normal and like whatever, right? And now in the world of TikTok, we know things have to be shorter and shorter and shorter. It's not about how much, it's how much you can say in the smallest, most condensed, succinct mm -hmm. way possible. Yes. yes. So that's numero uno is like, do away with a one hour program and let's chop this into, I always say like five to 15 minutes. Is yeah, we're doing something like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we can, we will. It just it depends on the project. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But the shorter, the better. It's really the question of what, how do we convey this in the most time efficient way possible um, and put emphasis on the action that needs to be happening at that point too, um, because the information is just the information. And then there's actually applying that information and then looking back at what you did with that information. Like mm -hmm. that definitely has to be a part of, of that process for sure. Uh, is there anything else for you that uh, are, are big mistakes that you're noticing? Uh, I think some people are not thinking about support, mm -hmm. meaning like 
there, I, I just feel like there's this Goldilocks level of support that we want every program to get to. So is that a Facebook group? Is that group coaching calls? Is that one-on-one -on -one support? Is it having coaches on your team? Is it right? People kind of, um, and this is more for people if you've been around for a while, like if you've had a program, mm -hmm. you know, if you've started a program a year to two years ago, just, I feel like things are changing and evolving really quickly. And so really honing in on like, what is the perfect amount of support for your students and making sure you're owning that like similarly um in that in that similar vein live events live events are a huge support for people and they're coming back with a vengeance you know everybody <laughs> wants to be at live events right now and so it's like okay well have you considered that maybe instead of the bi-weekly coaching calls maybe that's what people want they just want one live event a year yes that's true so like auditing that almost yeah seeing what 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 the the learners want to experience in that and testing it out too. I think some things you don't know until you actually test it out, which is a, also a big part of course creation mm -hmm. too, is mm -hmm. actually finding a way to test it out if you haven't already. Some of our um, authors and clients that we work with have already tested this. They've been teaching it. They've been, you know, really immersed in that. And now they're wanting to have something more official in place. Um, and, and so it's, it's just interesting the different stages that, um, that course creators are coming to, right? Coming into this. And it makes me think also about readiness and what qualifies as being ready for this or not. So what have you found to be really good indicators that this is the right time to do this? This is uh, an optimal time, you know, whether it's, yeah. Like, I'm just curious about that from your perspective. When is a good time to, to approach that? Yeah. Um... I always say you want to have worked with people one-on-one -on -one yes. before you build a program. Like it is, and there are some exceptions, but in general, it is so challenging to build a product. If you haven't walked people through that journey mm -hmm. enough individually. Mm -hmm. So that's numero uno. Now there are some exceptions to that rule. You know, yeah. there are some people who are just, experts in their field and it just wouldn't make sense for them to work with other people one-on-one -on -one. from like a financial standpoint from a time standpoint like it just literally wouldn't make any sense in which case it's like okay we'll go talk to some other people who teach what you teach who have done it one-on-one -on -one. you know yeah. like find a way to fill the gap yes um so i think that's the number one indicator for me what's your number one green flag like okay you're ready let's go yeah, I said the same thing. Have have you been teaching this? Is this something that you actually have active results about, you know, in terms of people getting results on your framework? You know, so I, I that's one of the things that we definitely look for is just how who who and how have you influenced with this content already? Um, because the last thing you want to do is make such an intense effort of course creation because it's it's not a lot of it's it is not uh, <laughs> for the framework. pain of heart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It is. There are a lot of pieces involved and you just don't want to go that down, down that path uh, prematurely. So that's a, a green flag for me, for sure, is just, you know, where where this, where has this been taught already and what are the results thus far? Then let's, you know, go forward and build on that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so uh, what's interesting, too, now you mentioned live events is really big right now. Community is also really big right now. I think almost it, it almost feels like in some programs, not all. But that community aspect is just as important <laughs> as the course itself. What do you think? 
I have bought programs that I don't need the training for just to be in, with the people personally. Mm-hmm. So I know other people are doing it. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, they come for the training, they come to get the results, but they stay yes. for the community. Yeah. So if you have any kind of like backend offer or membership program or continuity piece, like the membership and how well you do the membership with the initial product is gonna, mm-hmm. th- that'll completely indicate how the, the next offer in this week goes. A hundred percent, because what I love too about courses is that it's fitting into their business ecosystem. And for some, it could be that that middle of the journey before getting to one-to-one or before getting to some of these other services that someone might offer or experiences. And I love how it really courses are a, a problem solver and an opportunity creator for how you can, like you said, like create really nice soft upsells within the build of it. Um, so that way, as they are maybe going through that particular lesson and they realize, wow, I need to, this is another opportunity for me, something I want to delve into later. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it works so perfectly for that um, mm-hmm. as, as it relates to a business ecosystem. So how, um, how how are you seeing that as well? Is it, because you mentioned upsells, what other kind of things are good to emphasize in a course that will help to build and connect to other pieces of your business? I think it's about letting them know, like to me, it's all the frame, right? It's like the frame of, I got you and you're gonna get this result. And I'm already celebrating the fact that you're getting this result. And here's the thing, you're gonna hit this challenge in the future and I got you there too. Like I got you now, I got you then, don't even worry about it. Like you're gonna get these results, we're to the moon, let's go. Um, Like that's what the frame around the soft upsells. So it's, it's very much like at a key moment when they're already thinking, oh, but I don't know how to do that. Right. Right. Like, for example, if I went meta, <laughs> I was building a course on how to create a course. This might be a moment, right? If they're creating this course and then there comes a moment where I'm like, well, you're going to talk about a soft upsell. They're like, hold on. Like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to build an Ascension model. And I'm like, well, don't worry. Once you build your first course, like, we're going to talk about that in Ascension membership. Like, I got right? you. Like, I got you. And hey, with recession, like, that's the way the messaging needs to pivot. Like, your messaging, mm. here's the thing. People are still going to buy. They might spend less, but they're still going to buy. And the messaging here is instead of going from, uh, I can help you grow your business. It's I can help you save your business. Uh, so instead of this like forward pushing thing, it's like a little more leaned back, a little more like we're in this together community oriented approach. Yeah, absolutely. And with the community too, if if as a course creator, you're able to create documentation, create tools that become essential to the function of their business, mm-hmm. again, they'll stay for the community because... <laughs> That's going to be part of part of their routine, yeah. part of what yeah. they reference. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Um, so we've talked a bit about sort of the the mistakes. We've talked about creating courses and ways we approach that. Um, let's talk about now one of the biggest issues is actually selling that, selling the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this really is the crux of, you know, it's where it all comes to a head, I think, is, yeah, this is all well and good. Um, but unless it's creating the result that, 
you know, is intended in terms of impact, right? So uh, impact then is going to mean income as well. So um, how do you uh, help your clients with as it relates to the sales aspect of their course and ensuring that that part of course creation is successful? I mean, I'll tell you, I'm like the product girl. So I just do consulting on this, but I don't actually do, I don't build funnels. I right. don't write emails. I don't like do any of that stuff. Um, I think it all starts with validating the offer. Yeah. Like if you, like, that's really where you start is just like validating the offer and validating the offer without a bunch of hoopla, like without a bunch of launch hoopla, it's like, can you make this offer work in the barest bones fashion? Because if you can make it there, like when you get to adding all the bells right. and whistles, holy cow, it's going to be amazing. So like, just start bare bones, just put your feelers out there and see if people want to buy it. And do they want to buy it like hotcakes or do they want to buy it? Like, eh, maybe that'd be cool. You know, <laughs> um, I think just, it starts with that starts with validation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can sell it before it's built, <laughs> essentially. You can. And you can, you can. Um, really validate and allow people to experience it before before you go too, too deep into the woods, creating mm -hmm. something that doesn't quite work for you. So that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm loving this conversation. I feel like we could definitely go in because <laughs> we can rabbit hole so like. far <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to keep it trying to keep it focused <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I i this is so so powerful and it just um i'm just excited for the future um for for those that are thought leaders and have a message to share so what do you feel like in your opinion is the future of this space Maybe 10 years to say 10 years, 10 years. Okay. 10 years. I think people are not going to be going to college much more. I think online education is what they will turn to instead of college. I think that, um, more and more creators will come online and that means that only the people who are really excellent are going to be able to hang like and really make a deep deep impact mm -hmm. um that's not to say that not everybody can do it because i think that you can but i think it's harder than people think it is you know like i work with a lot of people who have a business in some way shape or form and they want to teach other people how to grow that business that they have so like for example plastic surgeon cosmetic mm -hmm. dentistry. Um, uh, like I, I could go like, there's lots of different people who have a certain kind of business. They want to teach other people how to grow that business. And there becomes a moment in that transformation where they realize, Oh my God, this is an entirely different business. Like this isn't just like something I can add on. This isn't a vertical. This is like a completely different. Think of it as a completely different entity mm. with a completely different world, a completely different skill set. Like, even if you know digital marketing over here, doesn't mean your digital marketing skills are going to work over here. Yeah. So, um, I, like, I think a lot of people are going to try it out. We're going to have a lot of creators and then some people are just going to realize it's not aligned. It's not for them. They don't want to put in the effort. They'd rather double down on what they're already doing or do something different. Mm, mm. 
That is, that is definitely, I could see that too, for sure. I mean, when I think of the future as well, I just see, um, I see, I actually see more people teaching as well and mm -hmm. seeing a path to do that. And in what you said, in a lot of different worlds, a lot of new spaces that are going to evolve. I think that yeah. this, is, uh, this isn't going anywhere. People are going to continue to publish their thoughts, publish their, their, their thinking and what's working for them. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes the world beautiful. Like we're all teaching each other, right? <laughs> we're all teaching Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So Jasmine, this has been incredible. I'm so excited. We got to have this conversation today and I'm curious where folks are, sorry, I'm curious of your last parting words of advice that you want to share with folks. And then I was going to say, and where people can contact with you and uh, connect with you. Uh, last parting words would be that kindness counts. Mm. You know, I heard a quote the other day that's like, if you, if you assumed that 90% of the people you met were having the worst time of their lives, like in the toughest time of their lives, you'd be right. And yeah. I think that nowadays it's like more prevalent than ever. And we as entrepreneurs get in our little entrepreneur bubble with our masterminds and our friends and our other people who are entrepreneurs. And so like, I have a practice of taking myself to a McDonald's in person, like every once in a while, just to be like with normal people, because it makes you realize like the world is freaking suffering. Mm. And so as much as we can like insulate ourselves so that we can be productive, I get it. But I also know that like kindness counts. Yeah. So yeah. just like always, always, always kindness. Um, and where you can find me, you can find me on the internet. If you just Google me, you'll find me. Yes. Uh, but uh, jasminejante.com. I'm jasminejante on Instagram. Everything's under my personal name, but branding, new branding to come soon. So stay Ooh. tuned if you want to see the new brand launch, which is happening late this year, early next Oh, congrats. Congrats. Thank you. I mean, that's a process too, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I got to figure out my own author's leverage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got your back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm so happy for you and um, just thankful. Thanks for sharing that too, that just that reminder about kindness and how essential that is today um, because it really, it does start here within yourself and then, you know, you got to also get out. So thanks for that reminder. And, um, and everything that Jasmine just shared, her contact information, we're gonna make sure that we link it on this episode so you can connect with her and see what more she's up to. Check out her new brand. I uh, can't wait to see that. That's gonna be amazing. And, um, and yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was great. And uh, thank for you for those, having me. Yes, and uh, definitely for those tuning in, thanks for being here. I hope you learned something. You got some great value out of this conversation. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics <laughs> and uh, just excited to have shared it with you today, Jasmine, and want to acknowledge you for your work uh, as a former teacher and um, taking that energy and passion and love into what you're doing with this to serve other people. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to those who tuned in today. We'll see you next time.